You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over the U.S. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that? Well, this week is a great interview with Jeff Conaway. He got back into cycling just two years ago with a mission to lose a few pounds. He succeeded in losing weight, but in the process discovered how much he enjoys being on the bike. Recently, he even started his own bike club to encourage others to give biking a chance. So sit back and enjoy my interview with Jeff. All right, well, on the podcast this week is Jeff Conaway. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Really good. So uh, we, you know, basically just met uh, via the phone here. And when you called, I saw it was a Minnesota number. And I was going to be like, hey, cool, somebody who lives in the Midwest. Um, But it sounds like you're from the Midwest, but you currently now live on the east side of the United States. That's correct. I wasn't born and raised in Minneapolis area. Um, I moved out to Pennsylvania about five years ago. So um, been here ever since. Oh, cool. Well, why don't we start out by uh, giving us a bit about, you know, like the city you live in and what cycling is like there. Sure. I live in a town called Lidditz, Pennsylvania. It's a northern suburb of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, it's it's an absolute gorgeous small town. It's a very community-oriented town. Um, and the cycling around the area... Um, from my perspective, is, is some of the best. Um, it's got a great combination of agricultural um, landscape uh, combined with a lot of state game lands. So you can combine routes between going uh, through some rolling hills and agricultural fields to uh, going and challenging yourself in the state game lands where it becomes more mountainous and up into the Appalachian area mm. uh, where, where you can find some uh, pretty big hills. So uh, to me, it's, it's an all-around great uh, great area for biking where on any given day you can decide if you want to uh, have a moderate ride or, or challenge yourself in any way. Nice. And it's always nice, you know, I'm in Iowa, to be able to get on your bike and s- how quickly you can be in, like, farmland and just open space. That's right. Um, it's it's everywhere. It, it takes me about a mile to get out of the town, and, and, and there we are in the country right from the doorstep. So. Um, it's very nice. It's also uh, uh, prominent for uh, the Amish community. Um, so everyone is very um, accustomed to avoiding uh, the horse and buggies. And if they can avoid a horse and buggy, they can certainly avoid a biker. So everyone's very <laughs> conscious of the riders out there. Uh, so it becomes a pretty safe atmosphere to, to ride in as well. Very good. Yeah, we have, there's also Amish in a community near where I live. And so it is refreshing when you see those slow moving buggies, you know that traffic is aware of them in the area and you do feel a tiny bit safer on your bike. That's right. It's also a fun challenge um, uh, when you're climbing a hill and you see a horse and buggy to uh, go and try to pass a horse and buggy, which which I do quite often. So it kind of makes for an extra challenge. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Well, a lot of people have the same story about, you know, what was your motivation to get into biking as an adult? You know, typically it's I rode a bike as a kid and then I had a bike again when I was in college, so I didn't have to drive a car. And then it kind of fizzles out. 
And then it's always interesting to find out what motivated you to get back on the bike as an adult. Well, I, I grew up playing team sports. I, I, I rode a bike as a means of getting over to my friend's house or to get into a park so I could play baseball, basketball with friends. It was never necessarily a hobby for me, more of just a means to to go play sports with my friends. Mm -hmm. Avid baseball player, soccer player, um, uh, baseball player, and, and that was all great. Uh, once I got into college, I started becoming more career-driven. Um, sports kind of faded out and, and turned more into watching sports than, than playing sports. Um, and, and then getting into my career, I'm a, I'm a land surveyor uh, by trade. Um, so I spent a lot of time outside um, making maps and, and um, doing the survey thing. So as I progressed through, I, I got married, um, had kids. Uh, transition my career into an office setting where instead of being out in the field and walking miles a day, I was in an office uh, looking at a computer screen. Oh, yeah. um, and and I got older, my, my metabolism slowed down <laughs> and uh, started started put on the pounds. And um, you know, it was about two years ago where my my wife very inadvertently just you know looked at me and said, "You gained a lot of weight." Um, which which didn't sit well with me, um, and she didn't say it in a negative way. It's just in a way that um, I, I was pretty ignorant to the fact that I had gained probably forty pounds the day that I met her. So that was really my motivation, just to do something. Um, and so I, I I'm not a person at this point in my life who has the will uh, to certainly just go out and, and exercise. Mm -hmm. um, that motivation was kind of long gone, but I knew I had to do it. Um, so I. I signed up for some spin classes at, at my local uh, gym here in Lidditz. Um, I felt that having a scheduled platform where I had to be here at a certain time and then having an instructor um, bark a bunch of orders at me and, and tell me when to go fast and when to add cadence and everything else, I thought that would really drive me, and it did. I, did, I ended up going about once a week. Um, I started January 1st as a New Year's resolution. Um, started going two times a week, three times a week until that summer. A, a friend of mine, local here, who used to be an avid biker, um, raced many centuries out in California where he's originally from. Mm -hmm. uh, he asked me to go on a bike ride. Um, so I, I got my old rusty bike that I had from 2004 from Minnesota. Um, and we went out on a ride, and I, I beat him up our first hill uh, that we <laughs> attempted. And, and right then and there, I kind of knew that. Biking is going to be our thing. So next thing I knew, I bought a new bike, and I've been biking ever since. Oh, that's so, awesome! I love good, stories good, where good ride. I love stories where people, you know, when you first are like, "All right, I'm going to go on a bike ride," and almost everybody has a bike in their garage that they've been moving. You know, every time you move, or you know, it's a heavy, clunky, rusty, but yet everyone still has one. So it's so refreshing to you know hear that story and that. You got it off, and then you actually used it. Well, you know, and, and when you ride, though, and, and being so ignorant to biking and everything else, I mean, sure, it was old, but, um, and of course, I didn't have the clipless pedals, um, you know, I didn't even have the um, straps, so it was just pounding away at, at the pedals, and but I didn't know any difference, so it was just fine with me, and I, sure. I started riding with people, and you know, they had all the spandex and the jerseys and the gloves and all the clipless stuff. And I kind of laughed at them at first because it's like, I don't need any of that. I, I'm, I'm good without it. But, you know, here I am two years later and 
I got the spandex, I got the gloves, I got the jerseys, I got the clipless. So <laughs> you, you kind of buy into it as you go. Oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, well, what is a typical ride like for you? I mean, you, know, you mentioned you've got countryside, you've got Amish country. Um, are you typically doing trail, road, gravel, mountain? I'm 100% road. Um, that's all I do is road biking. Um, I have some friends who diversify into gravel and, and mountain biking, but, um, you know, I'm not necessarily one for strength. I, I love endurance. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's my real, um, my biggest strength is the endurance. Um, and so with that, the road really fits me well. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally ride about, um, anywhere from four to six days a week. Um, my rides are anywhere from 30 to 50 miles a day. Um, and I try to balance it between some days just going out for a nice ride and trying to get some speed behind me. Um, and other days I, I'm looking for the, the next mountain to climb um, and, and challenging myself on, on the rugged terrain. Mm-hmm. And those are some significant miles. You know, it's funny, I when I first started biking, you know, a good day for me was 10 to 15 miles. I, I felt really good, um, you know, but then 10 to 15 miles, I started riding with some other people where 20 to 25 miles was their norm. Mm-hmm. And once you do 20 to 25 miles, you know, the the value of 10 to 15 miles kind of goes away. Sure. Um, and, and then once you get to that range of 20 to 25, you know, the, it, it just it's kind of just transformed me into wanting to go more and more. And if I don't ride 30 miles right now, I don't feel like I'm getting out of it what I really want. So uh, to me, it's anywhere from 30 to 50 miles is really where I'm, I'm starting to feel okay. I, I worked hard today and um, challenged myself. So it's, it's interesting how it's progressed. Sure. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting if you're on the podcast in like a year and you and you say, if I don't do a century ride, you know, it just isn't worth my time. And then I'll be super, super impressed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. But I mean, I, I will say, I mean, that's especially with the COVID and, and, and the gym shutting down. I mean, I I was into um, I was getting very heavily into triathlon. So that mm. started last year. Um, and I I've, I've always needed that motivation to keep training and everything so i always have signed up for my next triathlon when i finish one just so i have something to train for um obviously with all those canceled right now you know it's really gotten me to find my own challenges sure um so that i have something to train for i need that challenge um to do it so it started off with you know doing a metric century um and and then it was a century and then it was 140 miles um, so I've, I've always tried to, to, you know, find unique rides that I can do that allow me to keep thinking about training and make sure I'm staying on course with where I want to be. Sure. And uh, so whether it's one of your weekly training rides or uh, like in a weekend adventure, do you have any like specific great places that you like to ride in your area? My first um, metric century I did, it's called the Covered Bridge century um there's actually sanctioned races that that use this route that i um piggybacked off of but it's it's a route that takes uh takes you through about 14 covered bridges mm. um, which are pretty prevalent out here um not so much in the midwest uh from, from my experience out there but um it's it's a beautiful ride it covers a lot of different terrain and, and, and a lot of beautiful country so i've really 
um, found my a lot of my trails and routes um, leads me to a lot of those covered bridges. Um, we also have Mount Gretna um, area around here, which is just to the north of us. That you know, it's 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 some rugged terrain, but it's it's beautiful forest. Um, mm. You know, it's completely um, overgrown by tree canopy, so you're driving through a tunnel of trees, and it's it's, it's rolling hills. It's, it's a very beautiful area. Um, we also have a lot of history out here. Um, we have Valley Forge, um, and, and we have Gettysburg um, that are difficult rides. That you know, it's over 100 miles to get to them, but they're they're it's, it's they're great, beautiful rides through country mm-hmm. and uh, takes you to places where you can get some uh, great great fascination of history and get some pictures with the bike in front of the, the monuments and, and everything else. So. That's actually where I'll be going on the 4th of July or Valley Forge. So mm. um, it's, there's, there's quite a few areas to bike around here. We've got the Susquehanna River as well, which has got a lot of good, um, challenging um, routes around there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this before we pushed, pushed record, but I've interviewed a couple people that live in the Pennsylvania area, uh, including good old Fred Zelt from Social Distance Biking Club, which is a Facebook group. And every time I talk to somebody from your area, I get more excited about, you know, planning a trip there because it just seems like when you combine beautiful scenery with history and then, you know, good quality paved trails or paved road, it just seems like a a perfect fit. It really is. Um, And I mean, there there hasn't been a ride on that I've I've ran into multiple bikers along the way. Um, Some of those we stopped Hi. Some of those I've, I've been introduced on Strava, um, and, and we began to run, uh, ride together just simply from knowing that we're in the same area. Mm. Um, it's very prevalent with riders out here, and it, it really is beautiful country. Um, all the roads are very well kept. Um, not as big of a shoulder as as you bike. Um, pretty pretty small shoulder to ride on, but uh, the cars seem to me for the most part um, pretty uh, have a lot of etiquette and mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, watching out for us and giving us our space. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're talking bicycles, and everyone always wants me to ask people I'm interviewing, what bikes do you have? <laughs> so I have a giant uh, Defy Advance 2, mm. um, which is a great bike. I, I knew nothing about Giant. Um, I was actually my, uh, my buddy of mine that I ride with a lot, he's a very big Trek fan. Um, so I was looking at trucks. Um, I really wanted to support our local um, bike shop, Lidditz Bike Works here in Lidditz, um, and they they are a specialized dealer. Um, but I, I wasn't happy with the, the service I was getting there, and someone introduced me to uh, a bike store called Aeroski and Bike, mm. um, which is a great. It's um, it's it's one of those bike shops. It's actually a house. Um, and, and, you know, you walk in and they got the family dog walking the store. So it's a very low key setting. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they introduced me to giant and, and, um, told me all the benefits. I have, uh, hydraulic disc brakes and tubeless, um, tires. Um, I've got over, um, about 3000 miles on my bike, um, right now, um, which I just bought last year and I have not had one flat. Mm. Uh, since having it so um you know i'm pretty ignorant because I've, I've only ridden this bike other than my rusty old bike from 2004 <laughs> um so I, I i love the bike that i'm riding right now oh that's great i just 
purchased my first giant this year as well. They have a female line called Live, L-I-V, and so I just got my first gravel bike. And I agree with you. I just love everything about it. It fits really well. It's nice and lightweight. And the whole um, having tubeless is, I don't know, it's been really fun riding it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'll be the trend moving forward as as more tubeless bikes getting uh, tubeless tires getting implemented. Um, Mm -hmm. It it seems to be the way. And no one likes going on a ride. And although you have a repair kit, no one one likes changing the tubes on when you get a flat and um, (laughs) everything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what is it about biking that you love? You know, because it sounds like if I were to talk to you three years ago, I'm guessing biking wouldn't be as important in your life as it is now. But what is it that you love about it? You know, coming coming from team sports, you know, the, the mentality was always to kind of sacrifice, sacrifice yourself for the team. Um, it wasn't about you. It was about the team. Uh, do what you can for, for the team. And that's always, you know, I'm... Uh, there's very few that are as competitive as I am. I'm a very competitive person no matter what I'm doing. Um, so coming from that mentality and looking at individual sports, I never understood what anyone found uh, motivation to go and simply just run um, or to simply <laughs> go bike. That seems sure. kind of ridiculous to me <laughs> uh, that someone would find joy in, in doing that. But um you know, now, now that I'm here, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think I could ever go back. I, I think the biggest part that I like about it is the combination of, you know, it's it's up to you um, how much you work it's at, at yourself um, and train yourself. It's going to make you better. No one else can make you better on the bike than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to put in the time um, and you only have yourself to blame. Um, and I really like that about me. So when I, I achieve a goal, when I climb a mountain that I never did, I said I could climb, I look back at that and look back at that hill that I just climbed and that, and you know, I can probably say that that was me, um, that, that did that. And I don't have anyone else to blame for that. So I, I really like that out of it. Um, and so that's what I appreciate when I'm, I'm riding by myself. Um, but I also really like riding um, with other riders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the camaraderie, I, I've never met a biker that I don't like. Um, I, I think we all share the same goals. Um, we, we enjoy uh, getting out on rides together. Um, and, and I, you know, a lot of people, I've, I have progressed with my riding quite a bit, become pretty fast. So I, I like having people come with me and they want to ride with me because I challenge them to go faster. Sure. Um, and I, I really like that feeling um, from that perspective and riding with other people. Yeah. If I were to ask myself the same question, like, what do I love about biking? I It would be exactly what you just said, because I, I love riding by myself and challenging myself. But equally, I love being in a group and riding bikes and just, you know, I may be with like we we ride on Wednesdays, a group here in where I live. And there may be times when there's, you know, let's say 15 or 25 people. And I may not know where anybody works or, you know, if they have families at home, but it's not for lack of communicating with them. You know, I know how they bike. I know what they love about biking. Um, And it's just so enjoyable. And you don't need that, you know, to get into politics or how people feel about you know covid it's just like let's just enjoy biking and have a good time yeah uh same 
same thing. Uh, we've, we've we've got a group of riders that, that ride around here that we're just getting introduced to. No mention of politics, no mention of religion, no re- uh, mention of anything. Um, what we do share is kind of the common story. I mean, everyone um, is around the same age. We're, you know, mid, mid-30s to, to late-40s. I'll have kids, so we're all going to the grind of younger kids. Um, and so kind of share that, that same mentality that we appreciate when we can get out on our bike. Um, and, and that same story of, hey, you know, through, through raising kids, we've, we've gained some weight, got into biking, yeah. now we're losing the weight. And however we can, let's just get out and ride. So it's great. Um, I, I love riding with groups. Um, I, I like both both sides of it, the challenge I do when I'm riding by myself, but just as equally, I love riding with people and mm-hmm. hearing their stories and um, having that common bond. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I started a bike club actually back in 2003 that is still going on, and I have, gosh, almost 700 members in it. And obviously, 700 people don't bike every week, but it's a weekly bike ride uh, that we do year-round. So here in Iowa... You know, we go from road biking to trail biking to fat biking in the winter, and uh, mileage goes from, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe five miles when it's 10 degrees out, and then in the summertime, you know, maybe 30 or 40, depending on how much daylight we have. But I was intrigued that I read somewhere on social media that you've started a bike club, um, and I know it's, you know, just still brand new, but I would love to hear more about it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's twofold. A lot of a lot of the riders I, I ride with, some of them are just friends that I've established here in Linnitz over the last four or five years. I've met some riders that I've done triathlons with. Um, and then there's other riders that I've, I've ridden with uh, who I simply met on Strava. Mm. Um, and all good people. And I, I, I value that commitment to riding together so much that um, I, I really wanted to get a group going you know, some of us ride 150 miles a week. Some of us are happy to get out 20 miles a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really started for me. There, there is a group of riders that I've, I've ridden with down in Lancaster, our city here, where every Thursday night um, they, they they meet in uh, Central Square in Lancaster and, and they ride 15 to 20 miles. Um, they they end at the fridge, which is a very um, it's it's a very prestigious known. Um, it's not a brewery, but it's, it's a fridge for a reason. They have this huge line of beers um, that, that you can choose from. And so, you know, I've, I've gone riding with them, um, but it's, it's down in Lancaster, which is 10 miles from here. So, you know, you're usually driving down there. It starts at 9 p.m. Um, so you're riding at 9 p.m. There's about 15 to 20 riders. You're not getting to the fridge until 1030. Yeah. Then you're driving back to Lettuce, and before you know it, it's 1230 at night. So... As fun as it is, it makes for a very long Friday. So, I was going to say that makes for that, a long Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those few times I've ridden with them, and I, I felt so excited to be part of that group, and and they're all very good, very close to each other, and I really like the concept. And I mean, that's really where I got the idea from. It wasn't something that I just thought of on my own, but mm-hmm. um, I, I had enough interest between five or six people to, to, that that I've through my established friends, uh, to start something local where we could, you know, start at eight o'clock at night, which is already an hour early and start from our houses. We, we actually meet at the Bullside, which is a very renowned English pub right here in Linnitz. 
Um, so we start there every night um, and we end there every night, have a beer afterwards, and, and everyone's home by 10.30. So far more reasonable. Um, but that started off probably about six or seven weeks ago. There was there was five of us. Um, and very quickly, you know, it was, I, I made it very clear to everyone, keep inviting people, keep inviting people, mm-hmm. um, because the ideal goal I'm not going to say we're ever going to get to 700 members like you, um, <laughs> but we certainly want to, um, you know, get enough people in the group where consistently we're getting 10 to 15 riders um, and so forth. So I'm very pleased where it's gone. We have about 14 riders right now. Nice. Um, anywhere from eight to 10 riders are out there every week. It's growing. Every week it's grown with the amount of people. We've always had someone new every week, which I find very um very enthused about mm-hmm. um, that, that, that's happening. Um, and we just started getting conversations um, and started to design our custom jerseys um, for the Lidditz crew uh, so that we can distribute that and, and I'll have our, um, you know, like jersey that we're riding with. So we're, we're getting pretty serious with it. So um, <laughs> I, I'm really, really pleased with it. It's, it's something that um, I, I, I've wanted to do and, and to see the success of it so far, I, I could be happy with it. That's awesome. And I, I can sense it in your tone, but you probably will agree with me that there's a certain sense of pride introducing a cyclist to group riding because it is it's different than riding by yourself. And it's amazing, you know, on a typical week, we meet every Wednesday and we meet at 6 p.m., at a local establishment in my neighborhood, but we'll ride, you know, depends again on the time of year, but we have pretty strict rules when we're group riding. You know, we, depending on the traffic levels, we'll either ride single file or double. And then everybody has to stay in their lane and not hit the bike in front of them and trust the person behind them and, you know, be very predictable in their moves. And it's it it happens every time somebody new joins the crew. They're so excited and like just giddy to be part of the group. And uh, we'll 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 make our first stop. And then people who have been in the club for a long time will approach me and say, hey, can you talk to the new guy or the new girl? Because here's what she's doing wrong. And so it's so fun to be able to pull that person aside and say, we're so happy to have you here. Here's a few tips. And to see them stick around and in weeks to come, they become the seasoned rider. And then we introduce and tell, teach the new people. I think that's the most exciting part about what I'm hoping transpires. It's, it's a very motley crew. Um, that we're riding right now. We have riders that are as experienced as myself. Um, we have riders that are still wearing the gym shorts and 100% <laughs> t-shirts yeah. um, and have, you know, the baskets in the back uh, on their bikes. Um, so it's, you know, we have some very, very, very amateur riders that are here just for the sake of, at this point, um, having some time to have some me time and getting away from the family and just being part of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very hopeful, very excited um, to, to look back at this a year from now and see those guys in the, the gym shorts wearing the spandex and, and, and taking this more serious and starting to do their own individual rides and, and, and seeing where the streets off of and how many people start engaging in, in rides in the morning and at night whenever it works with them with each mm-hmm. other and not just, you know, being only committed to this group ride. And, and we've, 
we've had some hard lessons already. We 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 do have a safety moment um, every every time we start, uh, just to kind of learn from our our um, our experience the time before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've had uh, we've made clear that the people in front kind of need to you know call out obstacles, obstructions that are are gonna you know could could cause. Uh, some of the be unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I was in the front at one point and um, called out roadkill because um, there was a big possum that was dead and right in the center of the road. Um, and at that point, we were riding double. <laughs> I, I'm shocked no one hit uh, the dead possum. I only <laughs> said roadkill. I didn't point to where it was, where it, was yeah. where it was. And it was right in everyone's line. So how everyone missed it is, is, is amazing. Um, but, you know, so now it's, hey, you can't just call out the obstacle. You have to actually, you know, say where it is so everyone knows where to look for. It. Right, um, right. So we're we're learning as we go, but um, just seeing everyone's trans transpiring into hopefully stronger and stronger riders. I I, I don't think there's going to be anything better in where we're at than than seeing that. I'm I'm really excited for that. I love it. Yeah. Did you say the name of your club? I don't recall if you did. We're called the Lidditz Crew. Oh, yes, um, you did say that. Okay. Not, it's not fancy, but but that's what we're sticking with. And so our jerseys, um, actually, we got a guy who's pretty good at designing them. It's um, it's going to have the Bohemian flag, which is a lot of our history. It's going to have the date of when Lidditz was founded. Actually, on the back of the jersey is a, a, like a Google, Google Maps image of the roads of Lidditz Township. Oh, so nice. You can see the map of Lidditz on the back of the jersey. Um, I'm going to be talking with the local drinking establishments that we have here since that is our, our, our other passion. Uh, we got the Bull's Head, we have um, St. Boniface Brewery, Collusion Brewery, and, and the Thai House, um, and other places that we're going to try to um, have sponsored mm-hmm. um, our group so that we can get their logos on our jersey. Um, so we're, we're going all in with this, but um, we're, I'm very excited with the jersey and how it's going to look in. Um, everyone's all in on the concept, so it's, it's going to be good. That's great. That's great. I'm hoping that you have great success with that. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. Part of your bike club, I'm guessing, especially if you start at 8 p.m., um, you're definitely not doing high, high mileage, but uh, you have mentioned, you mentioned earlier that you have done a century ride, but what's the longest distance you've biked in one day or at one time? So the longest ride I did was actually just two weekends ago. Um, I rode to Gettysburg. With everything that's going on um, and being a native of Minneapolis, um, I, I really wanted to kind of combine some reflection time with with um, with my passion of riding. So I took a ride to Gettysburg from here, uh, which round trip was 140 miles. Wow! Uh, so that is by far the longest I've done to date. Um, my my goal was getting it done in, in eight hours, and I, I got it done in seven hours and 50 minutes. So I was I was very happy with that. Yeah, got to take some great pictures with my bike with a lot of the monuments. Um, so. Um, very pleased with how it went. Very good. Did you do that solo? I did do it solo. Mm-hmm. Um, every ride I've pretty much done to date has been solo. I did do a metric century with a friend of mine, but I, so far with, with the long runs that I've kind of considered those my challenges to myself. Um, and have wanted to take those on myself just to challenge myself and, um, see how well I can do it. 
Well, and speaking of challenges, were there any other bike adventures or bike rides or events that you've participated in that you want to share? You know, I did. I, I just started getting into events last year. So my first event was, was the little triathlon that I had done last August. I, I was pretty happy with the results that I had in that. Um, I was scheduled to do three or four triathlons this year. Obviously, they're all canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've really concentrated on, on the riding side. I, I'll say one of the not most challenging, but one of the coolest rides I had, which I mentioned before, was that metric century where I, I did the covered bridges, mm-hmm. where we go through about 13 covered bridges across Lancaster County. Um, I've also done the Hershey Chocolate Century Ride, um, which is a sanctioned route um, that they do every year. Um, up in Hershey, Pennsylvania, um, which is a beautiful ride. That was my first century that I've done, mm. um, and it's great. And actually, in two days is when I'll be going to Valley Forge, uh, which would be a 120-mile ride uh, round trip. So I'm just starting to get going on, on the challenging rides and starting to have those. Um, but I certainly aspire to do three or four triathlons moving forward, and I'm excited to see where that takes me. There, there's quite a few uh, around here. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I was going to participate in. The the one I was, oh, it's called the Quakerstown Triathlon. It's an Olympic triathlon. It's mm, okay. about an hour and a half northeast of here. Uh, There's another one I was going to do in Delaware. Um, the one I really wanted to do was the Cape May Triathlon. Um, it's, it's supposed to be the most popular. Well, I, I can assure you it is the most popular triathlon on the East Coast. Mm. Um, they take you out on a ferry. Um, one mile into the ocean, oh, and you, you literally swim. jump off the ferry <laughs> and, and swim back into shore wow. and, and, and then do the rest. But um, I, I had every intention of doing it this spring. Um, I tried to register on day two of registration, and I ended up being like number 75 on the waiting list. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you you, you got to sign up the first day, or else you're just there's just no chance, which I now know. Right. Um, so we'll... Well, better luck next year. Yeah, you'll be you have that date on the calendar. I hope. I do. I do. So. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's that's my thing. I mean, I really need that challenge, that that big ride to, to be able to stay motivated with, with everything that I'm doing in terms of training. Um, I've got a very supportive family um, that that allows me to do this. My wife's a runner, so I, I certainly make sure she gets her time to run and uh, balance balance it with a kid life. Um, I've got a great job in the fact that I actually work remote. I work for a company out of Pittsburgh, um, and that allows me to be very flexible with my time mm-hmm. um, in, in that, you know, I can kind of choose my own hours uh, to make sure I get my ride and then get my family time in and uh, fill in work any, in, um, in the cracks. So all the way around, it works out really good. Very good. And so if you're doing, especially Olympic distance triathlon, uh, that means when you're not biking, you're also doing a little bit of swimming and a little bit of running. Um, but where else can you be found? So as a family, I've got a five, two girls, five and seven. We're, we're very outdoors enthusiasts all the way around. Uh, we probably go on five or six camping trips a year, um, anywhere around Pennsylvania, Maryland area. Um, so we, we always enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. Our kids um, love to hike. Um, there's a lot of good local places to go hiking around here. Oddly enough, I've, I've got my kids into biking as well. Um, <laughs> and um, we've, we've gone on anywhere from 5 to 15-mile rides, even my 5-year-old. Um, they, they love it. Um, 
and there's a lot of good rail trails around here, right on the Susquehanna River, um, up in Mount Gretna, uh, that worked out really well for them in the shade, so we're not getting sunburned. Um, so, you know, and anywhere outdoors is where we really like to be. And, and like I said, camping is our, is our number one pastime with the family. We've been talking for about a half an hour, and you look at uh, your transformation as a cyclist. It's pretty inspiring. You know, you went from, I'm going to get on my bike because I want to lose a few pounds, to now uh, inspiring other people to ride through your clubs and getting your kids out there and um, going from probably some mesh shorts to now you're full, you know, full kitted up when you bike. But uh, what advice would you give someone who maybe needs a push to get back into cycling? I think you got to look at the end game because I think any, everyone will tell you when you start getting into bike and when you start getting into exercise, getting into a routine and sticking with it um, is the biggest challenge. Um, and you got to get through the hump. Um, you, you get through that hump, um, you know, about three, four months into it, um, your, your your body is going to transition um, to a point of where you're reluctant to work out to mm. a point where if you miss a workout, um, your body's going to be like, what the heck? Why are we not working out today? How true. Um, so yeah. I think getting over, I think getting over that hump, um, is the biggest motivation to get there. I'd also say, particularly people in my situation that have a family life, um, who are committed to their careers. I, I found myself very much, I mean, I, I was a, a sports enthusiast. Um, I was, and I, I went to concerts, um, and, and was very active person when, when you start getting career driven, when you start having the kids and the family, you start to lose focus of yourself mm. and you start committing yourself to, to the family and to the career. Um, and all of a sudden you're looking back and, you know, you've done nothing for yourself. And I have certainly found, um, that taking the hour a day, two hours a day, uh, to go on a bike ride. First off, I can't touch my phone, um, because I'm riding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which means that it's, it's, there's no, electronics it's just me my bike and the road um and it's allowed me to have some me time and and i think that me time has actually made me um a better dad a better uh, husband um as well as a better employee for the company i work for because i think we forget that as 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 people that you do need some time for yourself and i think that's the biggest benefit i've i've had from this is, is is my me time which has made me a better person in general so well said. I love that part about, you know, when you're on your bike, sometimes I'll have my headphones in and listen to podcasts while I cycle. Uh, but most of the time, I'm completely unplugged. There's just nothing that, that can beat that. Yeah, there really isn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't really mention anyone specific, unless, of course, your new bike club is nonprofit. But do you have any passions that you want to maybe promote or plug? You know, I really don't. Um but I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the idea. Actually, um, I, I, it's something I want to look into more and more. Actually, um, a guy that actually is the leader of the group in Lancaster, uh, the first group ride that I've been on, mm-hmm. um, he actually just did a challenge for himself uh, where he was going to ride 1,000 miles in one month. And he reached out to all of us for donations uh, to, to sponsor whatever amount you wanted to give it could be a penny a mile it could be five cents a mile um 10 cents whatever you were comfortable in giving to him 
um, for every mile that he rode. So, you know, five cents a mile would end up being $50. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was going to take that money and deliver it to a local food shelter, oh. um, which now more than ever um, is, is needed to do that. So mm-hmm. I really thought that was a cool idea. And I would I would really like to start doing uh, that type of scenario with, with the amount of riding I do um, to see if he can't go for something good. And I love the idea of donating per mile because even if he didn't, wouldn't have made his 1,000-mile goal, you know, let's say he did 800, you're still getting good donations from people, and they, you know, can respect what he's doing as a cyclist. Yeah, absolutely, and I committed to him that I would, no matter what, even if he didn't reach the goal, I would still do the full amount so long as we got to ride uh, together once during, mm. during his journey on that, which which we did, so that was good, but um, uh, he, he ended up meeting his goal, so it, it worked out all the way around. Oh, that's great. Well, Jeff, I am so thankful that you came on the podcast and I, I find you very inspiring as far as, you know, where you've come and where you're going. And if I ever make it to Pennsylvania, I'll probably be looking all of you guys up to see if anybody wants to go on a group ride. Oh, we love it. We welcome <laughs> you anytime. It's a great area. and We welcome people and uh, bring it on. Come out here and, and um I don't know if I'll make it to Iowa. I mean, I'm from Minnesota, so we <laughs> we, we kind of joke about people south of the border. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> um, but I'll be going to Minnesota um, at the end of July, so I'm, I'm really excited to bring the bike. We're actually driving out there, so uh, certainly excited to go do some of the routes out there and ha- happy to, ha- to come on. So I really, really appreciate you including me on this. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you, Jeff, for taking the time to share some of your biking experiences. And if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting, email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. You can go to morphologypodcast.com to find good info. And I launched a YouTube channel. So if you want to see the videos of the places I bike, check that out. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote is from Dr. K.K. Dottie. Cyclers see considerably more of this beautiful world than any other class of citizens. A good bicycle, well applied, will cure most ills this flesh is heir to. Think about it.